Nebraska CuzCast Sports Show. I'm your host, Patrick, and with me are my cohort, co-hosts, cousins, Justin, Derek, and Tyler. We are recording this episode on August 16th, 2017. Hi, boys. Did you miss me? Welcome back, uh, man. Welcome Good to back. Be back. Good to be back. Thank you so much. All right, let's get right into it. So guess who came to practice? The BTN wagon came down the street into Memorial Stadium where the Big Ten Network crew got a look-see at Nebraska uh, yesterday. Uh, Tyler, what were your impressions of that little uh, adventure? Well, I'm a little Kool-Aid out after that uh, visit. Um, I, I mean, that visit just got me pumped. I mean, you know, you, when you hear from local media that we look good, uh, you know, that's one thing. But when you guys have unbiased reporters coming to town saying this is one of the best practices they've seen and Tanner Lee really does look that good, I mean, that's a whole other thing. I mean, you know, my, my expectations for the ceiling of the season have only increased. I, I'm absolutely pumped for the season. I'm with you, Tyler. I thought it was really refreshing hearing their thoughts because we know how critical they were last year when they saw. Heck yes. And, you know, and at the end of the day, they were right. At the end of the season, they were basically right with everything that they saw. And, you know, and everything the way that we practiced was probably wrong. This one, they had glowing things to say. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me with uh, when in their interview with uh, Tanner Lee is when they were talking about the depth at wide receiver, you know, and how his response was outside of the studs of uh, Stanley Morgan, DPE, the two young guys that are coming up, J.D. Spielman and Brian Ramers. I, I guess I was not totally shocked by that, but I was kind of shocked that I, he didn't say Lindsay in there as a mention. And, Did they get a look-see at Lindsay, do you think? Or they must have, right? I don't know why they wouldn't have. He didn't sit out of the practice. Right, no, and, right. And I believe uh, Griffith said that he expects him to be the top freshman in uh, performer. One of those guys said he, they think Lindsay's going to be the top freshman on the team this year. So, uh, The only thing I could see out of that was uh, questions on the O-line. So, Derek, uh, what did you think of that? I mean, they, the O-line looks to still be a question. Well, I think the O-line is going to continue to be a question until – we start seeing what they can do. Although yeah. I did, I did see some comments today from uh, Freedom Akimola Moladun talking yeah, about how, how much yeah. better the offensive lines making them, how great he thinks they are. Now, I don't. He's I, just I, saying the right thing. I, yeah, I, I don't know how much how far you can really take that. But uh, hey, look, guys, we got some we got we got experience coming back. We have some big guys. They need to they need to perform. And yeah, let's, hope, that, let's yeah. hope they can, and I don't know. It it was too bad. I kind of uh, I, I thought it was interesting. It was too bad that they couldn't see the O-line at their fullest, uh, but they did see a couple drills. But, yeah, uh, that, that seems to be the where it's going to, you know, sink or swim this year as far as the offense is concerned. Uh, the defense, man, they're, they're high on Diaco. They're really high on Diaco. That, that is refreshing to hear how – in tune these guys are with this defensive coordinator and how much they just are loving him and how intense they feel they have to be to perform, to be on his level. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that looked like Gary DiNardio said that this was probably the best practice he had seen from Nebraska since he'd 
first been coming to the practices, and uh, they said that the schemes are conducive to a title run. So, did you see how they compared our offense? Though they compared it to a Wisconsin offense, and well, that isn't that what took- we want though? Because Wisconsin well, I, I is the top. Okay, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but that is not what I expected to hear our conference to look like, I guess, is what I'm saying. Well, I think, kind of made, when they said that, it kind of made me wonder if they really even knew what they were talking about. Uh, I think that's just like, if you can't beat them, join them kind of thing. I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska's kind of taking a, you know, a page out of their playbook, which, but you know, I would be unusual for us. That. But I think uh, okay. that, I'd be shocked to see that. I mean, with Mike Riley, he, he's got the quarterback... He's got the weapons. He he's not going to want to run a Wisconsin offense. He, he he's going to run in his offense, and he finally got the horses to run that race. So let me ask you guys this: So if you were to compare Nebraska's offense with anybody in the Big Ten right now, who would you say that they want to model their offense off of? Well, who's got a pro style offense? I mean, I can't really think of anyone in the Big Ten with a pro style offense. Can you guys? I would think that maybe a more accurate description of what uh, Riley would run would be probably maybe more in line with an Ohio State offense. No, mm. I don't see Ohio no? State. That's, but no, that's way you more, wouldn't need a dual that's threat a, for that. We don't have a dual threat. That's way more of a spread well, offense anyway. That's not they, – that, I mean, they're not big tight ends kind of offense. Or I, the, the offense I see is Penn State from two yeah. years ago. When they had Hackenberg, I could I could see more of that type of offense. Um, but but last year that you know Penn State kind of adapted even a little bit more of a spread. I, I think I think we're unique, and that that's going to be you know a potential advantage. You know, actually, the team now I think about Michigan. Mm, wow. That's in a good comparison. I see yeah, Michigan as having a very similar offense to what Michigan ran. A lot of power football. Yeah, a lot of pro style three step drops. So here was another take that I had out of out of what came out. Uh, on this BTN tour. So they were talking to Diaco and Diaco said, he's going to be up in the booth rather than on the field. Does, do you think that makes yeah. any difference? Do you, it's going to be mean, a switch with him not being on the sidelines to kind of motivate everybody, or is it better to be up in that bird's eye view? So you can see what the hell's going on. It's not new news. I mean, he's been saying this all along, so He's just being consistent what he's been saying all along, that he's going to be up in the booth when he calls the plays. I don't think it's a disadvantage. Uh, I think there's enough energy from a coach's perspective on the sideline where let him do his job up top and you know kind of get the bird's eye view of what's going on on the field, and he can relay it to his coaches. Yeah, that's a good point. I think he needs to have a you know be able to see the field. And uh, I think he has trust in the players that they'll be able to execute the plays without him having to be down there and everything. So it's going to be interesting, and I can't wait for it to start in a couple weeks. But let's move on. Uh, This week we had a poll uh, about uh, Tanner Lee and whether or not we, uh, our your uh, listeners, thought that uh, Tristan Gebbia uh, should be the backup to Tanner Lee. Um, surprisingly, uh, Justin, I would say it was pretty much a landslide as far as the voting was concerned. Like, uh, what was the final tally for that? Well, the, the, the real question was with given, uh, Tristan Gebbia's, uh, fall camp 
do you think he should redshirt this year? That was that was the complete question. Oh, know, okay. Not so much being the backup, but should he redshirt? Right. And okay. it was overwhelmingly everybody thought he should redshirt. Over you know like eighty two percent thought he should redshirt. And for me, I agree. I completely agree. You know, let's let's see what Tanner Lee has to do, and then if something happens, you got Patrick O'Brien. I don't care if uh, Tristan's pushing Patrick O'Brien. Let Patrick O'Brien take that role. And if for some reason that uh, we need that moment, Andrew Bunch can take some snaps. Sa- wow, save the red shirt. Well, why do you think that Riley said what he did, uh, what he said after after that scrimmage? Because that kind of t- threw everyone for a loop that he thought that Gebbia uh, might be good enough to, you know, back up uh, Tanner Lee, might be good enough to, you know, not have the red shirt. Who's that question for? Me? I've... <laughs> Whoever wants to take it. Well, you, you know, I guess my take on that would be, is this coach talk to maybe try and push O'Brien a little harder? Saying, hey, you know, we, we're we not afraid of not redshirting this guy and having him for the backup. You need to work a little harder. It could. It could be. Here's my thought, and, and, and I agree with you, Justin, that I, I think Tristan should be a redshirt. I mean, you know, I think Tanner Lee's clearly the guy, and you know, if we do need a quarterback coming in, I gotta believe O'Brien's a bunch are capable enough to take the snaps. But let me ask you this: Let's say we went down early in the year, I, I would have concerns, even if Tristan Gibbia is better than Patrick O'Brien putting him in there, just because of the kid's frame. I mean, yeah. you have a guy who has potential point. future All-American potential, who's a little underweight right now. I mean, God forbid he goes out there, takes a bad hit, and gets injured. Now you may have derailed this whole kid's career, and he needs those off seasons to get more weight, get good, more muscle. Um, I mean, you can't have him having to sit on the bench for six months because of a bad injury. I, I think even if Tristan Gibbia is better than Patrick O'Brien and, and substantially, I still think the smart decision is a redshirt him just because his frame isn't D1 ready yet. I like it. A little yeah, undersized. He needs to add almost a whole other person. <laughs> well, well, luckily we have the weight room to do it. Or, or, uh, or a quarter of you, Derek. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the love amongst the cousins. Upside, but I think I, I agree with you, Tyler, because not only are we talking physically, but mentally. If you put him out there before he's ready and he has a bad game as a freshman, that's like traumatizing better to get a lot you know get a lot of experience under you before you go out there and but if he has the arm which i'm assuming he does based off of riley's comments then i cannot wait until this kid has his chance uh with the car it, it, it patrick patrick real quick on that is it for me i'm not as concerned about his mental capacity everything you read about this kid being a gym rat you know he, he, he's played in big games albeit high school games i mean he was in a top program in california i, I just I don't know. I, I, it's just it's one of those things, Derek. You brought up a good point. How close are they? And I gotta believe, if the coaches are even thinking about moving him to number two on the roster, he has got to be not just as good as Pob. He has got to be clearly outplaying O'Brien. That that that's my stance on the matter. But I, that I is, also, a, yeah. I just that think is, that the situation would be a lot different if uh, Tristan was going against Tommy Armstrong and Riker Fife. I think that's uh, I think that changes everything right there. 
Well, and let's not let's not forget that they're not saying that Patrick O'Brien is not playing well because they're saying he's playing well too. It's just that Tristan is looking. I don't know about that much better, but he's looking so good that he's pushing for it. It's not yeah, that I mean, Bob is looking bad. Yeah, Riley Riley said that uh, Gebbia was making some incredible throws in in practice. But let's move on. Uh, so last week we were talking about our picks for uh, the conference championships and our four teams for our playoffs. Uh, we're going to make good on that, and uh, we will uh, start off with uh, Derek for his picks for the conference championships. Go ahead, Derek. Oh, am I going through all of them, or are we just going to go through each conference? ACC conference. first. Each conference, yeah. ACC first. I think the ACC is finally going to get the matchup they've been thinking was going to happen the whole time they since they've expanded, and they're going to get Florida State against Miami. They're going to finally get this. Hmm. I think Mark Rick is he's got enough talent there. I think he will do good. Th- I think he'll do good there. At the end of the day, Florida State will beat him, but I, I do think that'll be the matchup. Uh, Justin. I actually have Florida State and Pittsburgh playing for the championship. Pittsburgh? Yeah, the the reason I have Pittsburgh going there is just because of their scheduling. They avoid Florida State, Clemson, Louisville, and they get Miami and North Carolina State at home. Uh, Plus, they have Max Brown, at quarterback, the transfer from uh, USC. Mm -hmm. I just think that they can probably put up a good year. And, you know, Pat Narduzzi is going to be a defensive God, you know, he's, he's going to do what he can on defense. I yeah. think Pittsburgh is just going to – I think they have a shot to win it. However, it doesn't matter because Florida State is going to win the ACC. <laughs> Tyler, what about you? You know, Derek, I liked your pick there. I, I think, you know, you look at that uh, – you look at the Atlantic division out of the ACC, and, you know, there's a lot of talks between the Big Ten East and the SEC West, as which is the best division, but – God, I, I think that division gives anyone a run for the money between Clemson, Louisville returning Lamar Jackson, who mm-hmm. returning Heisman winner, who's going to have another good year potentially. But I, but I think at the end of the day, Florida State, I mean, they have arguably the best defensive player in the country and Derwin Jones. They have a good quarterback in the Frenchman, DeAndre Cross. I don't know what the French name is, but, um, but I, I think they're good. And I like Miami out of the other division. I mean, you know, Mark Richt, I have a hell of a lot of respect for as a head coach. They've recruited well over the last five years. They're 11th in the nation in recruiting on average. Uh, I mean, they put talent there. I think he's the coach to get them on that hump. Uh, but I like Florida State to win the conference. I think I'm with you guys. I think they are the best team easily in that conference. Well, you're, abs- cr- you're absolutely right about Louisville. Like, I almost wanted to pick Louisville to win that division. But I just couldn't do it with uh, going to Florida State. And they still got Clemson on the schedule. Yeah, I they they got a pretty tough schedule this year, I think. And and, and none of us mentioned Clemson to win that division. Uh, I mean, I you have the returning national championships champions, and we haven't picked them. Patrick, are you going to be different? Could I? Um, I have Florida State versus Clemson, but I think the Knowles will get their revenge. I think it's Florida State's uh, Florida State will beat uh, the Tigers this year. So they don't play; they're in the same division. They're the same. Okay, then. Um, 
But I think they're the two best teams in the conference. I'm with they you. Are on the that. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I have Florida State winning the ACC, and I don't care who they play. I guess. But <laughs> well, fair we'll, enough. We'll, we'll go with we'll go with Derek's pick, Miami. That's pretty good. Um, I guess we're doing the Big 12 next. Uh, Justin, we'll go with you on that. So here we go with the Big 12. This is the first year that they've had a uh, conference championship with only 10 teams. Uh, I have Oklahoma State and Oklahoma in a rematch. And I'm actually taking Oklahoma State in this one. Uh, Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, he's in his first year. Uh Oklahoma State, they're going to do what they do. You know, they got a they have a schedule that sets up nicely. You know, they have uh, Oklahoma, TCU, and KSU all at home. I don't know who I see contending. You know, there's a lot of talk about Texas out there. I just think it's too early for Tom Herman. So I'm taking Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma in the uh, conference championship. Tyler, I, can I can I offer this? Sure, real quick? sure. Go, go. I do think that Kansas State is like a dark horse. And maybe if the ball rolls right, you know, bounces right, they could sneak into that conference championship somehow. And I would like to see Bill Snyder secure a championship before he finally dies. But you're not uh, the only one <laughs> before he dies. That, that's a yeah, great I mean, thought. he's probably only got like about 20 more years left of coaching in him. But uh, they got a cryogenic chamber. He'll be fine. Tyler. Hey, r- quick question, just because I don't know if everyone knows. How are they, Justin, how are they doing the Big 12 title this year? How are they doing the divisions? There, there are no divisions. So, so they, they do a round robin for all the games. You know, everybody plays each other, so you play nine conference games. And then it's the top two divisions, or top two teams out of the conference, and they do what I think is going to be a rematch with Oklahoma State and Oklahoma playing the week before. Well, well it's guaranteed well, to be a rematch. Well, Everything's going to be a rematch, and and I think the sure, interesting yeah, thing right. about the big the Big Twelve, you know, they they went to this format to try to help with some of the controversy, but I think there's going to be a lot of controversy with this conference still this year because I see there being three top teams in the conference with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and my dark horse TCU. Uh, I I am a big TCU fan this year. I think Kenny Hill. You know he was he is a former quarterback of the Aggies. He has actually the single season uh, single game record. Um, they have the most returning production of any Big Twelve team, or not just Big Twelve team team in the nation. Um, and I, I think Gary Patterson is a hell of a coach, um, along with Mark Richt. I think you know with Lincoln Riley, the grandson of Mike Riley, uh, as the head coach, <laughs> I think Oklahoma stumbles, and I'm still not convinced that Oklahoma State's going to be the team to beat them. So I, I like TCU to win the big 12 this year kenny this hill is this is this is the same kenny hill that has the nickname trill correct trill hill yes. Yes. yeah he who sings hill gotcha okay go ahead justin so this is why i didn't like tcu out of there i, I think they can be talented that'll probably put out a good team i didn't like them because of their schedule they play they go to uh they play at oklahoma state they play at kansas state and at oklahoma and then you know texas tech their schedule, I just thought that was a little too tough. They're in conference. All the, they play arguably the top three teams uh, out of the conference on the road. So that was that's what made me not consider them, for what it's worth, if anybody cares. <laughs> Derek, well, you're up. Tyler, you are an asshat because you stole my thunder. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I'm high on TCU too. Like they got a lot returning. They got they, and you're right. They do have more more returning than anybody else in the Big Twelve by far. Um, I I, I know so they didn't have the best record last year. However, and I and I get what Justin's coming from too with the schedule. But I, Oklahoma, I'm not sold on with a new with a new coach, and he's what like 34, 35 years old. Young guy, more successful than yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's going to be a lot of coaches I think that outsmart him, and I think Patterson will be one of them. I, I have Oklahoma State playing TCU in, in the rematch of the year. So, for the wasted game that becomes nothing because winning winning the big <laughs> winning your championship game doesn't give you an automatic playoff bid at Penn State. <laughs> So yeah, the, the, to me, this is like I, I don't see any team in the Big Twelve making the playoff. I don't see any team from the Big Twelve making any kind of a stink. But I do have TCU winning the conference. I agree with you, Derek. I think they're going to be left out. And I, I guess I'm on the same wavelength as Justin. Which you know, get out of my head, Justin. Uh, but I've got Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma as well. So, so Bedlam so twenty seven part two. Go ahead. Let me one thing. One Big Twelve. The, the, the I think the. You know, I, I'm I, I'm I'm not an Oklahoma guy, but I think the one interesting thing about Oklahoma is how good is Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, good point. I think he I think he is a guy that could win the Heisman this year. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, uh, Heisman sleep. I am very high on Kenny Hill. I mean, he was one of the top high school quarterbacks out of Texas. I know he's been inconsistent. I mean, he's Tommy Armstrong esque in his turnovers. He he he's just he's there. But I mean, this guy has raw talent, and I think. Him coming back this year with all that talent, I just think TCU is going to surprise a lot of people this year and have a really good season. Okay, well, I, know, I, can't, I can't see Patterson having two bad years in a row. This guy he seems to—he he seems to know. He's a good coach. Well. He's a good coach. Yeah. There, yeah. there are three years removed from being screwed out of the college football playoff. Didn't have a conference championship. They will this year to get in. Well, all right. Sure. Well, I'm not even sure if that's what screwed him as much as the Big Twelve. Trying to name Baylor and them as the as the coaches, I think that well, screwed him we'll, more than the championship game itself. But well, we'll see, and we'll see how he who sings uh, does. Uh, let's move on to the Pac-12, and uh, Tyler, we'll start off with you on that. Yeah, I think I think the Pac-12 North is very competitive this year. Um, you look at Washington and Stanford as the two powerhouses, but I got Oregon as a wild card in there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know if there's a great team in that division, but I think with Jake Browning coming back, I think he's a good player. I think they have the best defensive player in the conference and Azeem Victor. Uh, I think they get that. And then USC, I think is a clear favorite out of the South. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sam Darnold might be the best quarterback in the country, but I, I'm not sold on that program yet. I, I think they're a step down. I think that conference as a whole they beat each other up because I don't think anyone's that much better. I think I don't think USC is that much better than Colorado or Utah or UCLA. I think they beat a lot of each other up, but I think Washington edges USC in a Pac-12 championship. Wow. Okay. Good uh, Derek, Tyler, did you just like take my paper from me? <laughs> Great minds think alike. I guess. No, look, Washington's got Jake Browning coming back. They got two of their top. Uh, wide receivers from last year coming back. They have their top four running backs coming back from last year. They have six defensive players coming back. Uh, 
yeah, I and I do have USC being the clear favorite. I, I just I can't buy into UCLA and I can't buy into Colorado because Colorado's only got like three defensive guys coming back and they lost their defensive coordinator. I, I can't see them repeating and playing in the in the championship game. So yeah, I have uh, USC and Washington, and I have Washington actually beating them as well. Interesting, Justin. So in the Pac-12 South, they're terrible. It's USC and a bunch of nobodies. But I will give it USC with Sam Darnold, and they got a lot of key guys returning at all the skill positions. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the cream of the crop out of the South. The North, it gets a little bit more interesting there. Stanford, Washington, those guys, they're, they're the clear-cut leaders, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and I think Oregon and uh, Washington State, they're going to, like, play – they have a chance to play spoiler for both of those teams, right? Yeah. At the – when it comes to December, I have USC and Stanford Ooh, in the uh, championship, and I have Stanford winning it. Wow. Oh, wet my appetite, why don't you? All right, Tyler. Yeah, hey, Tyler. You, you mentioned Oregon. I, I, you know, this year's going to be interesting for them, and I know Husker Nation's really anxiously looking, but I like Willie Taggart as a coach. I have no idea what the hell he's going to do up there. That's going to be intriguing, but, you know, no one went with UCLA, and you have Josh Rosen, who had a slam of the year, calling out Alabama's SAT scores. I, I, I think that, that they might beat Alabama in a classroom, but they're not a good team. But I will be curious to see Darnay, if he hits the field, Darnay Holmes, if mm. former Nebraska Drew Crew, and see if he makes any kind of early, uh, early impact on the Bruins. Well, that, that mm. might that might be Josh Rosen's uh, highlight of the year is slamming Alabama. So, yeah, but he came <laughs> off like such an arrogant prick. I mean, he just <laughs> sounded like an idiot. I, I was like, "What are you thinking, dude?" I mean, uh, anyway, that's a different conversation. Everyone's got their claim to fame. Okay, I also have Washington versus USC, but I do think the Trojans have stabilized since their turmoil, and I think the Trojans are going to win. So. And, uh, well, not last, but we're getting there. We have the SEC coming up. Uh, Derek, we'll start with you on that. Well, (laughs) I think everybody will probably pick Bama. I mean, it's hard not to pick Bama in this. But I have them playing Georgia. They have a lot returning. They they got a lot of talent there. Kirby Smart did good things there in his first year. I, I, I have to think that they got enough talent they can win the East. That, that East is still just not great. Like, like, there's only two teams you could really say that might win that division. It's probably Georgia and Florida. Then I gave Georgia the head-to-head over Florida. So, I, I yeah, I, I don't... And, and as far as the championship game goes, neither one of them are going to hold the belt to Bama. Bama's going to win. Clear-cut. Justin? So I think this is one of those years where the SEC, they finally have a chance to redeem themselves based off their non-conference schedule. After last year and the SEC's pitiful performance overall, you know, this year we've talked about this in a previous episode when we talked about out-of-conference games, right? You got Florida State, Alabama playing, Auburn, Clemson, A&M, UCLA, TCU, Mm -hmm. Arkansas, Florida, Mm -hmm. Michigan, Georgia, Notre Dame. Lauded opportunities for the SEC to make that name for themselves. 
But Alabama's Alabama, and they're going to win the West. Now, the East, it's going to come down to, like what Derek said, it's going to come down to Florida and Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Florida based off of the fact that they've won it the last two years. I think Jim McElwain is a pretty damn good coach, and I think they're going to find a way to win the East again, and it's and they get the luxury of getting their faces stomped by Alabama. <laughs> what a privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> not so fast, my friends. In mm. the words of Lee Corso, not so fast. State Corso I, has been intoned. I do not think Bama is going to be the team to beat this year. I, I, they're going to be good. We all know they're going to be good. But I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a sophomore slump. I, I have, was not high on him last year. I did not like what I saw of him. And I think if you went back and looked at the podcast from last season, I had a lot of episodes. I said Bama was going to lose because of him. And I am going to stick to my guns. They're going to lose some games because of him. Hey, hey Tyler, how, how many times were you right last year? Yeah, not much. But I did get Clemson <laughs> right. So, uh, but, but no, I, I, think, I think you look at that team, that this is going to be interesting. It, you know, the SEC West is loaded, like they've been for years. Um, you have Ole Miss. Uh, they have a really good quarterback in Shea Patterson, a former IMG alumni mm-hmm. uh, school that we're becoming very familiar with at Husker Nations. But the team I got is Auburn. I, I think you look at they got really? Baylor's former quarterback. I, I think this is a make-or-break year. Uh, for head Malzahn. coach Malzahn, Malzahn. Malzahn. And, yeah. yeah, and and I think they've ha- they have the talent at that university, and they host Alabama. Uh, they have one of the best kickers in the conference preseason first team, and we've seen how a kicking can kick Alabama in the ass. Uh, I, I think I, I think Bama slips up. I think they slip up at least once before then, maybe twice. And Bama kind of has a little down year, and then out of the East, I'm with Georgia. Um, I, I am really a big fan of what they have. They have 10 returning starters. Um, Jacob Eason's a really good quarterback out of that team. Yeah, I think they're, they're a team. I think that's going to make for a pretty great, uh, a really, really good conference championship. Probably the most competitive one I think we'll see. But I think Auburn ends up taking the SEC this year. Tyler, I like how you think, but I am a slave to habit. I've got Bama and Florida in the championship, and... <sighs> like clockwork i think saban and company are going to beat the gators and move on so life goes on i guess all right that leaves us with the big 10 the mighty mighty big 10 uh justin we'll start off with you on that one well you know we made our picks for the east and the west obviously i have uh uh, wisconsin and ohio state uh they're playing in the finals I think that Penn State could give Ohio State a run for the money. I mean, they are the defending Big Ten championships, so yeah. or Big Ten champions. I think they have a little bit of a say in that, but uh, I'm going with Ohio State as the Big Ten champion, champions. Derek? Well, I would like to disagree with you, but it <laughs> seems, seems how we yeah. all put our picks out, and that's pretty much the matchup that's I right. had yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't, I can't predict uh, Wisconsin beating them and getting to the playoffs. So, I, I, I gotta go with Urban Meyer and Ohio State. Tyler. Three for three, three for three. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Wisconsin is going to be as good this year as everyone thinks. I, but I think their schedule is really, really favorable. 
Um, but Ohio State, I think they, they are a class above everyone else. Uh, the Big Ten East is loaded with talent. Michigan, Indiana, love you Hoosers, uh, and <laughs> Penn State. Go Hoosers. But 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 I but I think I, but I think Ohio State is just the class of the East. I I think they're they're going to win the Big Ten, and I think that's going to be a shellacking when that conference title comes around. Well, I was going to go out on a limb because life is too short, but uh, Justin convinced me to be a soulless automaton. So I also picked Wisconsin to win the West. Ohio State wins the East, and go Buckeyes. That's all I can say. Justin? Oh. Don't let me sway you. I mean, <laughs> you can pick who you want. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I wanted to be a homer. I really want to be a homer and have Nebraska in there, but it's it's too early. But guys, guys, it's next coming, week, boys. It's coming. Guys, every, all the listeners, all the guys, next week we're going to get Nebraska, and I, I can't wait to really break down this team because I feel like we have not given – we haven't we've been holding back. So everyone that's listening, get ready for next week because there's a lot of takes we all have on Nebraska this season, and it's going to be epic once we actually break down what we think is going to happen. It's going to be easier to rank. All right, uh, and that leaves us with our playoff picks, and I'll leave that to you guys. Who wants to start off? Come on, don't be shy. Let's go. Justin. All right, so this is who I have. Here's my one through four. I got Alabama as the number one team. I got Ohio State number two. They're going to run the table, just like Alabama. And then I have Oklahoma State, due to their schedule, they're going to run the table. They're going to actually gonna get in. And then uh, I got Florida State in there. Now, I, I'm going to say this about Florida State and Alabama. I think those teams right there, those are interchangeable. I think depending, you know, they play opening week one. I think whoever wins that game is going to be in the driver's seat for one and four, you know. Yeah. But, uh. After that, I think they both they all run the table. You have so, Alabama uh, as a top dog, really? I do. Yes. So you have them better than your undefeated Ohio State. If if Alabama wins against Florida State, yes. Because hmm. I, I have I have Ohio State my number one, and I have uh, Washington my number four. So they'd be playing each other, and then I have Florida State Bama with a rematch at two and three. Huh. So, so I, I I'm with you on the number one seed, Ohio State. I think Ohio State has a really good shot to go undefeated this year. Um, I got FSU, my number two team. I think they beat Bama opening weekend. They slip up somewhere in the ACC. They got some tough games in there in their division, as I mentioned earlier. But they win uh, three. I got Auburn. I think they might be a two win, two loss team, but the SEC bias will keep them in there. And then my fourth team, I got TCU. I think the Pac-12 champ is going to be a two-loss conference champion, and I think TCU has a shot to go one loss, and I think they would have a hard time keeping a one-loss conference champion out over two-loss. Um, I think Washington stumbles a couple times, and that that gives TCU the edge to get in. I salute your guys' adventurous picks, especially Justin. SI had Oklahoma State uh, as one of their playoff picks, and that just like blew me away. So hey. that's. Look, take a look at their schedule. I mean, that's on their Gundy. Their schedule is very favorable. Th- that's on Gundy. If he can't close the deal, if, if there's his chance to be, you know, to get his next big opportunity, this is the year. You know, Oklahoma's going to be down because of uh, Bob Stoops retired. Texas, 
you know, Tom Herman, first year there. There's so many young coaches in the Big 12. This is the year that Gundy can finally step up, and I think he has the horses to do it there on offense and defense. I think they have enough there to get it done. Derek? Well, and, and the other thing is all their tough games are at home outside yeah. of Texas. Texas is their really only true tough road game. That'd be until, a heck of a story. Yeah. Until they get to the until they get to the neutral field Big Twelve championship. And, and 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 I just I do not buy Mike Gundy closing the deal and making a playoff run. I, I think again, I, I have them. I looked at that Mason Rudolph. I think he's gonna have a good year for them. Um I like that roster there, but I I don't know if I trust it, but you know, me and Justin having the Pac twelve left out, I mean I, I think everyone's been hating on the Big 12 this year, but I I really am not confident with the Pac-12 over there. I just don't see a lot of great teams out there. And I'm with you, Tyler. That, that's how I left the uh, that's how I left them out because I think the North is going to cannibalize themselves. They're in the Pac-12. USC they got a lot of talent. I just don't know if they they can actually close the deal. I th- so I, I think Gundy trips over his own mullet and falls down and hurts himself. It would be a great story for him, though. I mean, just turned 50. That'd be a great great 50th uh, birthday present. Yeah. All right. (laughs) At 50, he's not a man. I'm an old man. (laughs) I'm 40. Come after me. Definitely come after me. I'm 50. All right. So, for the record, or the A-track, or the CD, or whatever, I've got Ohio State at number one. I've got USC at number two, Alabama at number three, and Florida State at number four. And I think it's going to be Bama and the Trojans in the uh, national championship. Nice. You're Probably. wrong. Nice. Probably. I'm probably <laughs> wrong. Yeah. I about guarantee you every one of us is wrong. <laughs> after, listening, after listening to episode one and hearing how really wrong we were in our first episode, I can't imagine we're going to do that much better this year. But let's go. College football would be boring. Fifty-one now, boys. So college football would be extremely boring if you could predict the outcome that easy. Yeah, you try every year, Justin. This is my year. I got it right this year. Okay. <laughs> Well, here's, here's, here's to the best of us. Okay, that'll do it for us here at the CuzCast. If you want to hit us up, visit us on our p- Facebook page and follow us on Podbean and Twitter at Husker CuzCast. We're also available on iTunes, so don't forget to like us and write a review. Help us get lots of likes and lots of ratings. Email us at HuskerCuzCast at Yahoo.com for comments, questions, suggestions on topics for future episodes, praise, more praise, or trolls to your heart's content. Heck, give us a poll idea if you want. Who's seeing the eclipse next week? Huh? Who's seeing the eclipse? Anyone? Anyone? Well, I'm holding my hand up. Maybe. All right. Well, in any case, uh, two weeks, the eclipse will finally be over, and the sun will shine down on football. Two more weeks, friends. We can do it. Can I get a ball? Go Big Red, gentlemen. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Got to work on our timing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm terrible. <laughs> Peace out. That was everybody. a fun episode, guys. Armstrong into the secondary. Armstrong's got a step. Touchdown. We say bye bye so long. See you later. Take it easy. Be cool. Hang loose.